This is Random Randy Savage from Colt 45 Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number three. 62 of the Zoe Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Eat as many pockets. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Rick. Yo, what is going on? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the So Wizard podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars podcast network. This week, we got some news to discuss, and then we're going to talk all about a new movie that just dropped. You guys might have heard of it, Marvel Studios' Black Widow. Before we get into all that, Aubrey, how the hell are you? I'm fantastic. Yeah, you're the picture of, of, of health, aren't you? I definitely am. I have um, kidney stones in both kidneys. Which, uh, apparently most people only get them in one, but here I am with them in both. So I'm just a raging ball of sunshine <laughs> all the time. You're such an overachiever, Aubrey. You should calm down. <laughs> it, was like, it was like the universe was like, okay, you, you handled shingles. We're going to send you kidney stones. And not just one kidney, <laughs> two kidneys. Take that, bitch. <laughs> I don't know how you're handling it because I, I've had kidney stones before and they just like incapacitated me, incapacitated me. So God bless you. <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up leaving work early, which is something I don't do. And anytime anybody finds out that I have I am calling out or I am leaving work, they rush because they're like, oh, my God, she must be dying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's good, at least, that you're you're here. You're ready. You're taking one for the team. I'm trying. All right. Mark Ellis, how the hell are you? I am doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, I haven't really accomplished anything major except for I've watched a lot of werewolf movies over the past uh, couple of days. Uh, thanks Uh-oh. to uh, – Did you watch some of the suggestions from when we were on Fans on Patrol? Uh, I – I haven't watched any of the newer ones that you guys suggested. They all made it to my watch list, but I did have some that um, that I wanted to watch before that, uh, before I started the new ones. I had some older ones that I wanted to review. So, uh, yeah, my life has been filled with full moons, silver bullets, and lots of hair <laughs> over the past couple of days. So that's uh, that's what I've been up to. That makes you Team Jacob, doesn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Start howling at the moon any moment. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we never did finish those uh, Twilight movies. We should probably go back and do those, he says. Someday. Someday. (laughs) Add them to the list. All right. So, uh, Joey, how are you doing, man? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's been a crazy uh, couple days. Crazy swing the last few days. Um, We did not get... Uh, press passes for New York Comic Con this year. Oh, um, and I was 
Oh, I know you weren't going to go anyway, but um, I was pretty upset about it. Um, You know, me and Adam had been talking about this months ago, and we knew that it was going to be a lot tougher this year with the reduced capacity and that they were going to possibly be cutting down on enthusiast press, which is, I guess, what we count as. And um, we were kind of confident in our numbers and stuff, but you never know what they're looking for. So they... Unfortunately, did not decided to not give us passes this year, which is fine. It is what it is. Um, so I was not going at all. I was so angry. I got to be honest with you. I take this shit real personal. So oh, my really God. Mad for like three or four days. Like, why don't they want me? I was like Will Smith when he's like, why don't you want me, man? <laughs> Dude, I don't understand. There's like a gazillion conventions that are happening all the time. You can swing a cat at a convention at any time. But I don't understand why missing out one or not getting passes for one is such a big deal. It's all about the validation for me. Man. I don't know if you know this, but I have crushingly <laughs> low self-esteem, so I need constant validation. <laughs> Screw them. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it depends on what they look like. But <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't going to go. I was all angry and mad. I was like, oh, fuck New York. I don't even like... I don't even like any states in the tri-state area anymore. Never mind New York. I was pissed off. And then Derek, um, my friend Derek, sometime host of Sometime Podcast, not another nerdy podcast, was like, well, let's just go for one day. Fuck it. Let's just go. So we, he got a hotel. The first thing we got was the hotel. Of so course. Like, he's like, all right, I got a hotel. And then we both were fan verified. There's this huge, long, involved fucking process for getting the tickets. But the the long and short of it is... Uh, we were both at the gym when the tickets went on sale, and I was on the treadmill for an hour, and I watched that goddamn circle spin around in the queue. And finally, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna lift now, and I'm I'm done. I'm done watching this. If you get the tickets, cool. If you don't, I'm not going. I don't care." Um, and then when I got out of the gym, I looked at my phone, and he had gotten us tickets, but because of the demand and the reduced capacity, we're only able to go on Thursday. So I will be there and it will be on Thursday as a pleb. I don't know if I'm going to do anything for coverage. <laughs> Probably not. I'm just going to enjoy myself and relax and hang out with my friends. So uh, Derek and the notorious WAG and me are hanging, heading up to New York. So Yeah, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> I wish you the very best. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what it's like. I, I have no idea what it's going to be like. The crazy thing is that it's 99.9% sold out. So Friday, yep. Saturday, Sunday are completely sold out. There's a few Thursday passes left as of this morning. Um, they haven't announced a single person that's going to be. There. <laughs> so, like, so I'm like, I'm th- I'm saying to Derek, like, this is going to be the shittiest guest list ever. Why would they put effort in? <laughs> They've already mm-hmm. sold out tickets. It could be like... <laughs> Like the worst fucking guests in the history of the world, and they're still going to make all their money back. So, uh, yeah. So I, I am looking forward to going on Thursday. And if uh, you know anybody that listens to the show is going to be there on Thursday and, and is you know wants to meet up or uh, hang out for a little bit, just let us know. Otherwise, I'll probably just be looking for some cosplayers to take pictures with uh, and see which of my favorite e-thoughts will be there. <laughs> and that's worth it. That's worth the trip right yeah. there. It's all about validation and e-thoughts. Well, dude, I'll be more than happy to give you all of my recording equipment if you want to do some interviews. All um, 45 not, pounds of it. I'm not carrying that shit around. <laughs> I'll make Jeff carry it around. I'll make it my pack mule. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but enough about that nonsense. Uh, no no worries. Plenty of con coverage is coming. We'll be at Terrific Con in a few weeks. Uh, Rhode Island's coming up in November. So plenty of cool Comic Con coverage is on the way. 
And that's uh, all I'm going to talk about about that. So, Marcellus, let's tell the listeners where they can find more So Was Your Podcast. All right. So everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, You'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, You'll find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, You can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, We have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. Hello, ladies. I'd like to spend a little quality time with this sexy bard, huh? That—that's—that's that's me when I'm delivering pizzas to the red room. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We're not there yet. <laughs> All right, Mark Ellis. Uh, we've got some news to discuss. What's going on in the world of nerdy news? Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So this week in nerdy news, uh, we had a somewhat movie announcement made by uh, one of our favorite directors here on the show, Mr. Zack Snyder. Uh, apparently, a few years ago, uh, right before Disney took over uh, Lucasfilm, Zack Snyder had pitched his idea to make a Star Wars movie uh, to Lucasfilm. And uh, he was he's a big fan of uh, Akira Kurosawa. So he wanted to make something that was kind of in that line for a Star Wars film. And they said, no, no, thank you, sir. Uh, But he liked the idea so much that he's decided that he is going to make his own movie. Uh, It's going to be part of his partnership with Netflix because he had a lot of success with Army of the Dead. So, yeah, so we're getting a. A somewhat sci-fi Star Wars-ish movie from Zack Snyder. That's probably going to launch like animes and comic books and all types of things. Um, so, yeah. So, what do you guys think of Zack Snyder covering a sci-fi samurai story? Let's start with Aubrey. I don't know. That's a pretty interesting concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sci-fi samurai. Um, I might have to see more pre- more trailers and stuff and more teasers. Because it just seems like it would be kind of stupid. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I believe in Zack Snyder, but I don't know about that concept. It's kind of a little too bizarre. Oh, Aubrey, have you ever seen The Magnificent Seven? Any of the versions of that? No. Hmm. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of loosely, well not loosely, but it's somewhat based around that type of story. Um uh, 
a planet on the edge of the galaxy. They're going to be attacked by a bunch of evil people. And a girl has to go around and get different warriors to defend said planet. So uh, it's like Magnificent Seven, which is a remake of Seven Samurai. Um, so it's, uh, you know, that type of uh, that type of situation, almost like a Western. So how about that? How about with that pitch? Does that sound any better to you? Um, I don't know. Kind of reminds me of Firefly in a way, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a concept that's been done lots of times, including in Star Wars, ironically. Um, Joey, what about you, dude? How do you feel about a Zack Snyder space samurai story? Um, hmm. I have very conflicting feelings. So I, I'm interested in seeing what Zack Snyder does yeah. uh, with original properties, sci-fi action stuff. Sounds great. Um, I love Sam- Seven Samurai and a lot of really cool stuff, as you guys said and mentioned, has, uh, you know, aped that for years. Uh, there's a lot of cool ideas here. But, man, I'm kind of a little wary, starting to get wary of some of these Netflix stuff, some of the uh, Netflix premiere directors series or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like they are a little up their own ass. And I appreciate Netflix for saying I like your idea. Let's make a movie. Here's the money. And then slowly backing away. Yeah. But um, a lot of Army of the Dead really felt like an advertisement for studio interference. (laughs) (laughs) It really needed um, it needed somebody to be there and be like, all right, well, this isn't a great idea. Or maybe we could cut here. Or maybe this is a script change we could make. Um, and, And it's not just Zack Snyder's worker army of the dead i mean we talked about this when we reviewed it but you know duh five bloods was the same way that was a three and a half out of five movie that should have been a five out of five movie it just needed uh somebody with a stronger hand to step in and kind of counterbalance some of spike lee's ideas and it would have been over the top uh no doubt but i I appreciate what they do by handing people this money and saying make whatever you want but at the same time sometimes doesn't really work so i'm not looking forward to a three and a half hour movie that should be 90 <laughs> minutes and isn't as good as it could be <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's what i'm getting at but uh yeah I, I like Zack snyder you're not gonna get any Zack snyder hate from me he made one of my top 10 movies of all time um i liked army of the dead i thought uh justice league whatever you want to call it remake or um rejigging or director's cut or whatever was uh was was good it was interesting i don't have a problem with him so i'd like to see more from him um just less sucker punch and more 300 yeah yeah i was thinking when this was announced i was thinking of sucker punch because uh it has like that amazing samurai scene in it that visually is very cool and it has like the bjork soundtrack playing underneath it which is pretty cool but yeah, Zack Snyder writing that story—that's where the—that's uh, where the issues were. So he does have a couple of co-writers on this. Hopefully, they'll be able to <laughs> whittle it down to a nice two-hour movie instead of a four-hour, <laughs> four-hour four by three ratio uh, sci-fi epic. We don't need that yeah. again. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> no need for that. All right, all right. So. Um, so speaking of conventions, uh, San Diego Comic-Con is coming up again this year. Uh, it will be another virtual event. But it was announced this week that Marvel and DC are both skipping San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, no word on Sony yet. You know, Sony does have a, have a handful of Marvel movies that uh, 
you know, they could be promoting. So we don't know what they're doing yet. But yeah, as it stands right now, uh, Marvel and DC are not going to be a part of the big convention that's happening in July. Uh, DC has their own thing going on in October and Disney has their own thing going on in November. So I'm sure they'll be doing plenty of promotions there. But without these big guns coming out at San Diego, do you think the you think the convention is going to change like this moving forward? Do you think, um, you know, this is like the, the first stab of the convention going back down to like uh, where it was before, before it went Hollywood, like way back in the day? Um, and I'm uh, bringing this question to Joey. Well, it's virtual this year. It's not in person. So there's not that to get there in front of a big roaring crowd and, and kind of get that buzz. I felt like last year's San Diego virtual con really fell flat. I don't know if you guys even remember it last year. The only one I remember is the DC fandom. That's the only one that really like did something for me. Yeah, the um, the San Diego one was like a wet fart. Like There was no buzz. There was nothing. It just came and went, and that was it. Nobody cared. Um, and I think... You know, these big studios looked at that and were like, there's no reason to waste these kind of announcements. Like, what? why would DC go to this virtual event when they have their own virtual event that was done really well last year and got them a bunch of buzz? Uh, Marvel did that investors. Well, I don't even know what it was called. Like an investors call thing. It was like five hours long. Yeah. <laughs> we were all watching. Um, and that did really well with a lot of buzz for them. So they, they've kind of seen they don't need to participate in this, especially when uh, Comic-Con International showed that they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't really bring a product that was going to have the kind of buzz that some kind of craziness out of Hall H three years ago was going to have. I mean, they'll be back. I'm sure they'll be back in a year or two once crowds are there because uh, it, it is a good thing for building buzz, but the virtual version of it just didn't work last year. It was very dry, very boring. So I can't see why they're not going to go. I don't think it's some big deal i don't think there's any conspiracy or anything like that i just think it's you know pandemic and and the world is changing yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there there isn't a need for them to uh to go to this if they don't have to so but then again you have to remember you know was it three years now two years ago when 2019 was what two years ago mm-hmm. i mean they announced blade <laughs> and they had all all those people on stage and did the announcement. So it's not like they're anti San Diego. They're just not down with whatever crappy virtual thing they're putting on. So I'm not too ultra concerned. We'll get the announcements either way. It's the age of the internet. Yeah. 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 But I don't know, dude, if, I swear it, if Marvel has their own thing and Disney has their own thing. DC has their own thing. Why would they even bother going back to San Diego? Like this might be the, the beginning of the end of it. I think if you have that week and it's what San Diego's been up until the pandemic came in where it's a whole week of huge panels and huge announcements and a lot of people's attention is just focused right on San Diego and the announcements coming out. Mm-hmm. There's definitely room to do stuff there. You might see it scaled back as other things come in. So, you know, New York used to be all about Marvel TV. Like they never brought the movie stuff there it was always like the netflix shows and agents of shield stuff those were the big focus at san diego so i mean you might see something like that where you get disney plus announcements or things like that but i I think the days maybe of uh tom hiddleston full loki regalia (laughs) on stage are over but i don't think they'll ever go fully away from it all right so arby what about you how do you feel about our big news um you know 
it's like the the San Diego Comic Con is like the buffalo that we eat off of for like a long time uh, here in the the podcast world. So how do you feel about the about the big guns not uh, showing up for July and kind of spreading out their news? Kind of sucks. You know, I don't want to have to keep watching the news waiting for them to drop stuff. Like I, I like the big events like E3 and New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. I like those because then I know what to look forward to. I don't have to wait all year for stuff to just keep dropping and dropping. And it's mm. just lame. So if for some reason we're actually able to pull off a trip to San Diego Comic-Con, would you still want to go even with um, the big guns not going to not being there? Yeah, I mean, it'd be really cool to still go, but it's a bucket list thing, you know? Yeah, I I don't I don't know if I would ever get to go at this point in my life, but, you know, I I won't pretend that me and Adam haven't talked about going next year. (laughs) Well, I'm sure Sony. Uh, I'm sure they'll be they'll be more than happy to take over Hall H uh, if the big That's guns right. are going to be there. Ladies Can't and wait to get my passes for the Mo- Morbius press event. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man! All right. So uh, then Maybe we can all brush Jared Leto's hair together or something. <laughs> all right. So the the last bit of news is uh, you know we talked about F9 a little while ago. Uh, Aubrey wasn't there for that one, but. You know, Aubrey, you did watch the movie, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, it was about family <laughs> and magnets. And about about 40 minutes too long. It was, it was all of that. Uh, so, you know, we've already had one big spinoff from that, from that franchise, the Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, starring, I thought you meant the Netflix cartoon. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you for correcting me. We have two big spinoffs. <laughs> from- <laughs> From the franchise, uh, Hobbs and Shaw and uh, Spy Racers uh, available on Netflix right now. <laughs> That's right. With CG Vin Diesel. <laughs> but it looks like we might be getting another one. It looks like Charlize Theron's character of Cypher uh, looks like she might be getting her own spinoff pretty soon. I know that there was talk before uh, Michelle Rodriguez was leading the charge to get a all-female version of Fast and the Furious off the ground and you know they they kind of batted that around a little bit but i think if they do i think with charlie's getting a spinoff i think that's a lot more it might be a lot easier to put that together if she's going to be the main bad guy so i actually think that would be kind of cool but aubrey what do you think of cypher getting her own spinoff movie (laughs) i don't want to see it not at all there's nothing nothing about Mm. the character that that interests you at all no well, what about her haircut? <laughs> no. Do you want the short bob cipher or do you want the long kind of dread braids cipher? Which one? I don't want any of them. I don't want to see a movie. I want them to end it. Just stop it. Please stop it. Well, you know what, Aubrey? Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. If those movies are coming out, we're going to see them. <laughs> all right all right we're gonna, move, we're gonna move you aside joey how do you feel about a cypher spinoff series or a spinoff movie oh, sounds awful no thank <laughs> you what is even the draw of that like who is sitting in the audience for uh f six seven eight and nine and like oh man i really wish i had another two and a half hours with charlie Theron mm-hmm. talking about yoda and being stuck in a glass box for the whole movie. 
It's like silence, silence of the Lambs. She'd be like Hannibal Lecter just yeah. inside of a box the whole time. Maybe that's the pitch for it. It's just like Silence of the Lambs if it sucked. <laughs> it's like Silence of the Lambs with cars. <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> no, thanks. I'm good. I am not. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Fast and Furious. And part nine did not really make me uh, a believer. Uh, just I'm good. I'm all good. If you're going to make us go see it for the show, it's fine. Because I know other people on this show have watched things they don't want to watch. So <laughs> I have no problem taking one for the team. But uh, you're not going to get me excited about it. No way. No way. I don't want to see um, uh, Michelle Rodriguez and uh, Ronda Rousey come back and fight Shirley uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Theron. I'm good. Thank you. I don't know, man. I, I think I'm ready for that. I think I'm ready for an all-female Fast and the Furious movie. I mean, a movie with a bunch of female spies in it. And cars, come on, take out the cars. We that's a that's a, another movie that we're already talking about this week. So and nope. <laughs> Charlize Theron is um you know she's a big star man. She was awesome in Mad Max. So yeah, I, I'd say bring it on as long if they as long as they're doing the all female version of it. If it's just her, you know, it's just like the <laughs> the cipher uh, prequel for as a little kid. I don't want to see that shit. Oh God, maybe they'll cast Anya Taylor Joy as her <laughs> the prequel. <laughs> Uh, it'd be like the Queen's Gambit with cars. That's, is that going to be your 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 pitch for everything now? Yes, it's just it's just like the Crying Game, but with cars. <laughs> I am drafting up the script right now. I'm ready. Excellent. Can't wait. Book it. All right. So, uh, so yeah. So that's it. That's all I got for the news for this week. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk all about Black Widow. Hi, everyone. We're your beer-drinking babes. I'm Ashley. And I'm Nagy. And we're from Rock Candy Podcast. Every week, we bring you a story from the world of music while drinking thematic beers. Did you ever wonder how much Charles Manson inspired the music you love today? Did you know that Joy Division and New Order are virtually the same band? Are you aware of how weird Kesha really is? Like how she had sex with a ghost? Do you also not understand what Post Malone is? Because we don't. Well, we got you covered. Behind the Music isn't around anymore, but we're here to pick up the slack. And be a little drunker. Yeah, so go ahead and look for Rock Candy Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you catch your pods. And with that, party on, kids. Party on. And we are back. All right, guys. It's time. We've been waiting a long time for this movie to come out. We've been waiting a long time for it to even get made. Never mind come out. But finally, thanks to COVID being over, (laughs) according to the uh, governor of Massachusetts, COVID has ended as of a few months ago. So no worries there. Black Widow from Marvel Studios hit the theaters we all got a chance to check it out. As always, we're going to give you our impressions, non-spoiler, and then Markel's will put in a sound drop delineating spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, you can bounce. The rest of you stick around. We'll discuss it more in detail. So let's start off with a really important question, as this was available on Disney Plus Premium Access, as well as in the movie theater. Markel, did you go to the theater, or did you watch it at home? Yeah, I went to the theater. You know, these movies are meant to be seen on a big screen, or at least that's what Cinemark tells me every time I go there. Aubrey, theater or at home? I saw it at the theater. What? Yeah. I thought you were going to go. You're going to watch it at home. 
I was, but then I ended up um, going to the theater. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I also went to see it in the theater, so we don't have the perspective of anyone that paid $30 to watch it on Disney+. Plus. So we'll get it started with your initial impressions. Non-spoiler, Markellis, what did you think of Black Widow? Well, she wasn't black and she wasn't married, so right off the bat. How was that? <laughs> Zero out of five. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I thought it was good. I actually really enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was, I don't know, sitting in the theater when that Marvel like fanfare starts and you get like the little comic images. I'm like, oh man, it, it, this is nice. Like it feels good to be back. So, uh, yeah, I was already in like a hype mood from the beginning and I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a really good popcorn movie. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? Um, it could have been better. It was funny, but. I don't know if I was like, wow, this is amazing. But you didn't hate it? I didn't hate it, no. All right. All right. Um, I really, really, really liked it. Uh, wow. Poor hearing on uh, loved it, actually. Wow. And a shocking, <laughs> shocking turn of events. I, I really, really liked it. So uh, we can go a little more into depth in a bit. Um, any non-spoiler thoughts you guys had? Uh, I would say that it's, you know, Marvel has been making these movies for years now. I wouldn't say this is like a top tier one. This is definitely more in the middle range. So just just have to curb your expectations a little bit. Without going into spoilers, let me ask you guys this. Um, This is quote unquote phase four of the MCU. And there really doesn't seem to be a forwarding plot yet. I, I think I know what one is, and, and we'll get into that when we get into spoilers, especially with the after credit scenes. But as of right now, there isn't really that oomph of in the background Thanos is collecting Infinity Gems or, you know, the Avengers are assembling and, and Loki's doing machinations in the background. You know, there isn't like a oomph pushing the whole phase forward. Do you think that affects how you feel about these movies, Aubrey? Um, I don't know. In Maybe. I guess it kind of like is a little depressing, almost like after convention let down where you're like, oh, I have nothing more to look forward to. Kind of feels like that. When you get home with all the bags of Gundams and you have to unpack them. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Markellis? Do you think the lack of right now a driving storyline behind the MCU is uh, hampering your enjoyment of this? I didn't until you asked this question. Oh, Christ, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I realize now, yeah, because they used to, you know, they'll give you a little tease to go like, you know, here's a little breadcrumb of what's coming next. So you kind of sit up like a little mouse, like, oh, yeah, give me, give me, give me a little taste of what's coming up next. But now they're just kind of letting the filmmakers just make the good story for now. Um, but I think they are building something just because they're not laying it out for everyone doesn't mean that they're not doing it. And I think that's going to it's going to hit a lot harder when all of a sudden you're getting, you know, this team up that you wasn't expecting because they, they didn't leave the breadcrumbs for you. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I admit it's a different experience than, than what we had before, but I'm OK with it because honestly, like tracking from Iron Man to uh, Endgame, that was a lot of work. And when that was over, I felt like I, I finished the marathon. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm good to relax for a little while. I do miss it. I do miss it. But um I don't think it's hampering my enjoyment of the movies at all. I, I have, as I asked just because I've seen multiple people that I'm friends with or other podcasters that have interacted 
with on social media talking about this movie and, and a lot of their negative negativity comes from, well, I mean, what does it do for the MCU? It's what's the overall story of phase four. It didn't do anything for phase four. So, I mean, it almost feels like we're back to phase one, like kind of reset where mm-hmm. we're just introducing things and moving forward. I, I, I don't know. I just wondered if that had, was something you guys had, had felt uh, when watching it, but yeah, I mean, uh, especially having just come from, Everything in in Endgame, uh, you know, everything that was like Ragnarok, Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Endgame, like everything kind of building, building, building this insane finale to start all over again at the bottom floor. Some people just don't really appreciate it, I guess. So they're they're looking for more of a bigger picture. So (laughs) I didn't have a problem with it, but I can understand, you know, certain people are like, oh, well, where's Kang? Where's uh Whatever. Where's uh, this? Where's that? Like, how does this tie in with that? And like, uh, I don't know. It's just Black Widow. <laughs> I know, it's right? A movie. And we'll get into this a little bit when we review Loki um, in a few weeks when we do review our full season of Loki. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been arguing with people a little bit online too, and they're like, "Oh, uh, the season finale of Loki's coming up. I'm sure that uh, Doctor Doom and Kang <laughs> and Galactus uh, will be arriving." Blah blah. And I'm like, "They're they're not gonna." They're not going to do that with these TV shows. Like no matter what you think and no matter what they say, that hashtag, it's all connected. Like you're not going to get that kind of stuff in those TV shows. Because um, if you think about it, if you only watch Endgame and the next time you see Sam, he's in that Captain America costume with the shield. The only thing you need to know is that he got a new costume, <laughs> which you can figure <laughs> out by looking at him. If right. you watched the series, you get a lot of backstory and it's like way more investment for you. But if you didn't, you're not left in the dark. Yep. You know, does that make sense? <laughs> like, so next time we see Loki, if he's got a jacket and a tie on, <laughs> and a hot girlfriend that kind of looks like him a little bit, like, <laughs> you you appreciate it, but you're not going to be like, oh, I'm completely out of the loop here, mm-hmm. um, because these things aren't even available in China, which is the number two market for MCU. So they're not going to fucking exclude people that put a billion dollars in the coffer end games and go, sorry, you guys can't watch Disney plus. I guess you're fucked now, you know? Yeah. So I I don't know what they're doing. I think the next big storyline is the multiverse, which we're starting to get a taste of in Loki and obviously uh, WandaVision. And then uh, I think Kevin Feige had said that WandaVision, uh, Spider-Man and Dr. Strange are kind of like their own trilogy of the multiverse. So I think that's really the only big driving story we'll see. But I just wanted to ask, see what you guys thought, because I've, I've heard it so much from people about like, oh, why wasn't uh, Galactus in, in this movie? <laughs> so, anyway, let's get into it. Let's spoil Black Widow. Markellis, drop the drop and let's do it. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, guys. So as always, we're going to start off with things we liked. Uh, Aubrey. I think out of the three of us, you have the most negative opinion of the movie. So what <laughs> are some surprise. things? Uh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> what are some things you liked about the movie? Um, I like the humor in the movie. I really do. There was, there was very subtle kind of dry humor, and I really like that. That is the type of humor that's funny to me. Very sarcastic humor. Florence, how do you say her last name? Is it Poe? Pew? Pew. Pew. Um, her humor throughout the entire movie was the best. Hands down. I loved her. They're very, they're very monotone and straight. I just, 
that that was the best part of the whole movie. I I could have done without Scarlett Johansson and just taken a movie of her. Wow. Mm. Okay. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Mark Ellis, <laughs> let's hear it. What did you like? Uh, I liked the setup. For some reason, it never occurred to me that she would be part of a family of Russian spies. Like, <laughs> Do you know who played Natasha as a kid? Uh, Wendy Johansson? I, I don't know. I have no idea. No, it was really familiar. Mila Jovovich's daughter. No way. <laughs> now that you say that, that makes perfect sense. I totally see if it. If you now. ever Google the actress and look at her next to her mom, they look almost identical. Yep. yep. <laughs> I can t- I can totally see that now, now that you said that. Great. So hopefully, so at least she's starting her career off with a good movie. So That's right. <laughs> Don't don't follow in mom's footsteps. Um, <laughs> don't marry the director of Three Musketeers. <laughs> don't kill stunt women on the dance. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I liked uh, I liked the the opening in the nineties. I thought that was pretty cool. I really liked Taskmaster. Uh, I'm not. I don't know any. I, I've never read anything in the comic books or saw him in the cartoons or played any video games with Taskmaster. So. All I knew of this character is what the previews showed me over the past year or so. So I liked the character. I thought it was the character was in it more than I was expecting. I thought it was just going to be like a few quick scenes, but, you know, they were actually in it for a while. So that I really liked. I liked the layers that that um, Natasha has. You know, she's you know, she's a spy and she's very calculated and all of that stuff. But she has like some some kind of like careful, like, you know, maternal layers that was a little bit on display during Endgame. So it was really cool to see it like kind of fleshed out. It's cool to see her as like a sister and a daughter, as opposed to just being like, you know, Hawkeye's friend uh, and, a you know, a quote unquote Avenger running around with little guns. So it was cool to see her in a different light. I really liked, uh, uh, oh God, Rachel Weisz, Rachel Weisz's character. I love her. I thought she was awesome. Uh, and of course, uh, Hopper from Stranger Things. He was amazing. There's a lot of really goofy comedy in it. You know, I agree with Aubrey. The, the comedy was really good. It kind of reminded me of like the first Thor movie, like him standing at the window and getting shot with the tranquilizer. And like, uh, you know, you got to do better than that. And then he shoot him with like 30 of them. That was funny. Like that stupid humor I thought was really funny. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all. And the stunts. I thought all of the stunts were they all of the stunts look like they hurt. Which I was <laughs> I, I very much appreciate it. So uh yeah, I really like all of the stunt work in it. All right. Cool. Cool, cool. Aubrey, what did you think of Red Guardian? Did you mention that? I thought he was really funny too. I thought his um self his self absorption is is really funny. And his uh his speeches his speeches were really funny. Excellent. All right. Well, let's see. For me, I really liked this movie, and um, I got to agree. You guys loved all the characters. Um, obviously, you know we all love Natasha from movies in the past. Um, I thought Yelena was like a revelation. That she's amazing. <laughs> I love her. I want to see her more in different projects. Um, I know we will. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know for a fact we will uh, mm-hmm. based on the after credit scene. Um, and uh, yeah, I just thought she was great through the whole movie. She was hilarious. I just really liked her character. Oh, she's really hot too. Um, did, did you ever see the the movie where she was the wrestler? She played, um, 
Page. Page, yeah. Did you ever see that movie? I I did not. I never got a chance to watch it. We we had floated around and talked about the idea of doing it for the show or mm-hmm. for Patreon, and it never happened. And then at that time, I was working third shift plus uh, 20 hours a week during the day. So I, I just it just never happened. Maybe I'll sit down and watch it at some point. Yeah, I was going to say, if you like that actress, and it's wrestling too, so yeah, um, definitely definitely yeah. check that out. Um, yeah, I really, really liked her a lot in the movie and it's just a character going forward. I'm like, I want to see more of that character. <laughs> so and she's I dating really, Zach Braff. I don't even know who that is. So uh, he, um, JD from played, scrubs. Yeah. Uh, again, I still don't know who that is. So Jesus, you never watched, you I never, never watched scrubs? I don't watch sitcoms. Come on. I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, fine. Moving on. I'm like TLC. I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I really like Yelena. I liked um, Red Guardian a lot. Um, you know, a, a classic and very goofy uh, Marvel character from the comics. It was wonderful. It's the fucking idea that we are going to see a blockbuster motion picture. There's a fucking live action Red Guardian in it. Like, is this real life? For you? <laughs> like, I feel like a broken record sometimes when I talk about this. But you have to understand, when I was a kid, you were lucky if you got the Hulk. And it was fucking Lou Ferrigno in green body paint <laughs> with a fucking shitty ass wig on. <laughs> and that was all you got. You're like, wow, this is great. It's like a comic come to life. Right. <laughs> and now we're sitting here completely. Complaining about what the Red Guardian is doing in a fucking <laughs> blockbuster Black Widow movie. Like, is this real life right now? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't fucking get it. I liked him a lot. I loved his boasting and uh, his stories. Uh, I don't know if that Captain America story of his is true. Is it not true? Is it um, some kind of red herring? Is it a thread to be pulled on at later date? Um, he shouldn't have been able to fight captain america since he was frozen uh, at the time so mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say maybe so, he was fighting uh maybe he fought elijah um bradley well that was the thought too but Isaiah the implication bradley. for winter soldier falcon was that he never went on missions in a full captain america costume with a shield so mm. um, yeah I, I don't know i know in the comics there were other people that like were kind of used as like propaganda captain america but uh, they really haven't gone there yet. So I don't, I don't know what the idea of that is. And it's, we're playing with multiverses and time travel and all sorts of stuff. Who knows? Maybe he fought a Steve Rogers trying to get back home to some big ass titties from uh, <laughs> agent Carter. Um, that's why he ran away. But I, I did like his stories and boasting. So that was great. Rachel Vice still got it, man. Woo. Seriously. Still got it, bro. Um, and I liked her character too. I, I liked Taskmaster. Aubrey, did you like Taskmaster in this? Taskmaster was okay. Um, it's really interesting. I wish that we could have seen more of Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that like they'll revive her and put her in a different movie too. Because yeah, they did take her body. Yeah, she didn't die or anything. Yeah, I think I think she could have done more. I think a lot of uh, backlash on it comes from you know. In the comics, uh, Taskmaster was a great like B C level villain who fought the Avengers a lot. Um, I, I don't think you are ever going to get a version of Taskmaster that shows up in a cloak um, with a skeleton face. I, I don't think that was going to ever happen, no matter how accurate they get. Sometimes in the MCU, I don't think that was ever going to happen. He looks or she looks closer to the more modern version of him, and so you can always kind of tell who's read comics in the last fifteen years, depending on what they're complaining about. But I, I, I felt like it was it was a little phase one E 
if that makes sense. Um, I feel like Marvel of the phase with uh, Ragnarok and Infinity War would have been more willing to be like, yeah, this is a, a guy or girl who has photographic reflexes. It is what it is. Um, whereas this one, they had they trying to explain it with uh, a helmet and these things, which felt really Iron Man one that kind of era, you know, I mean, it still felt like a little bit like that era phase one E, but I still liked them a lot in the movie. It was cool. And, and it was cool to see their moves. Um, I don't know if you guys were you able to pick up some of the moves that they did, like a lot of cap and um, yeah, like black mm-hmm. Panther and stuff like that. So I, I thought that was cool. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I, I'm always, again, much like red guardian. I'm always happy to see any of these weird Z grade characters just appear on screen mm-hmm. with love and affection. It's <laughs> insane to me that it happens. Um, and yeah, I just thought all the action sequences were great. I thought that fight between her and uh, Yelena in the apartment was fucking awesome. Yeah, man, I just I, I really dug this movie. I just, it's not it's not a fucking Oscar winning movie by any stretch of the imagination. This isn't a fucking like uh, Moonlight or something. But I, you know, first time in the theater for a Marvel movie in almost two years, two and a half years, like mm-hmm. sitting down hearing that theme song and then you know watching the movie and it was great, like cool action and and I just I really liked it. I didn't have a problem with it. You know, I thought it was cool. But with the good. Must come the bad. So, Aubrey, what didn't you like about Black Widow? Um, It just didn't feel like a top-notch Marvel movie. It felt like... It didn't feel like it should have been a theatrical release. I might have liked it a lot more if it was just something they put on Disney Plus for free. It didn't feel like something that... I've been anticipating and I'm super excited to go watch at the movie theaters and then get there. And I'm super pumped while I'm watching it and super pumped afterwards. Like we, that was such a great movie. Like it was just okay. Do you think that goes back to what we were talking about a little bit about the lack of a driving storyline behind any of it? It's possible. I feel like they, but it, with the after credit scene, they kind of lead with a, a storyline, but it just, I don't know, it just kind of didn't work for me. Okay. Was there anything else specifically that jumped out that you didn't like in the movie, or was it just a general feeling of blah? It was just a general feeling of blah. Okay, so at least it's not like the movie was egregiously bad or anything. It's not like it was F9 colon the fast <laughs> saga. Yeah, there was there was nothing like horribly, horribly wrong with it. What if Red Guardian showed up in a Trans Am with magnets all over it? Probably it would have been really funny. Water, fire, air, and dirt. Fucking magnets. How do they work? (laughs) 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 All right. Well, at least least there's nothing uh, crazy that you're just calling out here. Markellis, what about you? Is there anything you didn't like about the movie? Uh, Yeah, Natasha seemed especially indestructible in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I got to agree with you that one scene where she fell, I think she fell off a roof or something. She hit like five things in the back of a dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> she, whoa. <laughs> she, she just gets up and like brushes her shoulder off. Like I'm, I'm all right. And I'm like, Jesus. That was like some fucking a team or MacGyver type shit. <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then like when, you know, she's driving a truck and the truck gets hit, uh, the Jeep gets hit by the missile and flips like 30 times right before her big fight with taskmaster on a bridge. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's okay. All right. And then her and uh, like when you see the, the the scene in the trailer with Taskmaster shoots the arrow underneath the car and the car like explodes. 
I've seen that scene in the trailers like, you know, 20 times. And I'm like, okay, there is no way anyone's going to survive that explosion. <laughs> and then when you see it in the movie, it's like, oh, yeah, the car just it turns upside down. It slides down some stairs. They're, they're fine. You know, they take off their seatbelts. They're okay. So I'm like, man, she's really indestructible, like big time in this movie. So that was a little off-putting. Um, it has one of the most harrowing scenes I think I've seen in a movie this year. And that was Alexi the pig almost suffocating to death. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, my God, has no one paid attention to this pig that's like gasping for air? Oh, my God. I'm not even an animal person. And I'm like, save the – stop. <laughs> what are you doing? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not really bad. I just I had to bring that up. Um, the, the pheromone aspect of why she couldn't kill him at the end, it seemed a, a little – far-fetched um i did like the fact that she had to like um smash her head into that was very badass <laughs> that, that's the way that's how you that, that's how you solve mind control in marvel movies it goes all the way back to the first avengers just bang their head against something <laughs> boom they're fine <laughs> i'm like okay so yeah the pheromones you can't kill them why don't you just go to the other side of the room and just shoot them how about that <laughs> or just bounce she, she couldn't she she couldn't uh do it once she smelled them that was it Oh, that was it for good? Like she couldn't do it at all? I don't know, until it wore off or something. I don't know. What are you trying to make me explain it for? (laughs) I would shoot the chandelier above him and just have it crash down on him. Do something. I don't know. It seemed a little little odd. Yeah, and there... Oh, and then another thing about that scene. So, you know, she does the thing in this movie that she did in the first Avengers movie where she's baiting the bad guy to give her the information uh, without them realizing that they're doing it. And in the Avengers, she does it twice and it's done so well because, you know, you almost don't see it coming in this movie. It's telegraphed like immediately, like I knew exactly what she was doing. So when she does the big reveal of thank you for your cooperation, like it was kind of meaningless because it was pretty obvious what she was doing that whole part. So I, I feel like an idiot then because I didn't catch on. <laughs> oh, I so it's, it's yeah. So when she said the line, I'm like, oh, of course, yeah. We knew that was that was happening, and there wasn't any MCU cameos. I was hoping there would be like a nice big juicy cameo in there, and there wasn't. So I was a little disappointed. That's not the movie's fault. It's just my own expectations. No, I think they said they specifically did that to not take the spotlight away from uh, Natasha. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense because it, it's very Natasha centric. But you know, Tony Stark was like in. It felt like he was in 50% of Spider-Man in the first Spider-Man movie. <laughs> they couldn't just have like one quick walk-on scene by someone? I mean, come on. So, um, oh, and uh, Taskmaster. So when I saw Olga, uh, whatever her last name is, Kurienko, when I saw her name in the credits, I'm like, yes, because she is hot. She's so hot. And I'm like, as I'm waiting for her to appear in the movie, <laughs> and then like halfway through the movie, I'm like, where is she? Where's, where, where's this hot girl I was promised? And then when they explained about his daughter, I'm like, oh, no, it's going to be her. So, you know, they get the smoking hot girl in the movie and then they make her look just ugly. So I was a little disappointed with that. So hopefully, I hope she does come back with a fixed face. I, I really thought Taskmaster was going to be Rachel Weiss. So, Dude, I, I totally thought that from the very first trailer. I'm like, oh, well, I've already solved this mystery. <laughs> it's totally Rachel Weiss. <laughs> so they gotcha. There you go. Not bad, not bad. All right, all right. Um, so 
a couple things for me that stuck out right away is I know you liked the intro, Mark. Um, Aubrey, did you like the beginning with her as a kid? Yeah, it was it was kind of cool. And I appreciated it. I liked it. It was different. And again, I realize that COVID has kind of jumbled around all the releases of these movies and the way that we are experiencing them and the time frames we're experiencing them in. But man, I really wanted that first MCU movie back at the theater to hit the ground fucking running with like a balls out action scene. <laughs> yeah. I really felt like it needed that to like just explode uh, at the beginning and just get right in your face like, fuck yeah, movies are back. Um, and, and that's not to say it's not a bad intro it's not a bad scene but it's just very weird um to begin with like a long drawn out kind of non action scene more story based scene and then the opening credits um were very different i thought they were really well done and i'm a, a huge uh person that hates i, I su- supremely hate the trend of taking a popular song and singing it all slow yeah but I, I, it worked and I thought it was good and I thought the intro was actually really well done. It really showed um, you know, what she went through as a kid uh, and it was great. But at the same time, again, it was just like it was really strange. And I feel like if this had come out like within six months of Spider-Man like it was supposed to, like that's not a big deal. But having waited almost two years for this to come out or, or a year or whatever um, – it just kind of felt like, you know, you're waiting and you're waiting for your, your big excitement moment to hit. So that was that was really weird. And I felt the same thing at the end. And we'll get into the after credits in a second. But it, it I was wondering why there weren't like the end of every Marvel movie has that thing where it's kind of like, um, you know, it shows like pictures and like this person's name and this person's name. And it's like. Marvel Studios presents, you know, Black Widow. Yeah. And then there's an after credit scene and then there's the credits and then there's another scene. Like the the part at the end where she walks off with the blonde hair. Oh god, she looks good too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, I, I hear you there, bro. Dogs out. You know? <laughs> um that felt like an after credit scene. <laughs> like didn't that feel like that should have been at the end of the credits? Oh, with her with the Quinjet when she gets the keys yeah. to the Quinjet? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it kind of leads into um, Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So it, that was, it just felt weird. Like the the beginning and the end just felt weird. Like it didn't work right for me or something. It didn't feel right. And I guess I shouldn't be saying that because it's like, oh, you just want the same thing over and over again, man. <laughs> MCU just has formula, man. But like, yeah, it does. Yeah. It's the formula I like. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm a creature of habit. Yeah, yeah the formula is yeah. delicious. Oh, I, <laughs> this is yeah. the recipe. The recipe is delicious. Keep it up. Yeah. I go to Taco Bell. I know what the taco is going to fucking taste like, and I know what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to get adventurous, I know where those movies are. I, I know what I want and give it to me. But um, so that, that was really my only huge complaint. Again, I didn't have a huge problem with Taskmaster. Um, I would wished he had or she had been in the movie a little bit more as kind of a villain. But I did really like that final action sequence, that whole thing where the things falling out of the sky and whatnot. Um, I thought the widow team, the evil black widows was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Is, isn't it? Weren't they all Russian orphans? Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, I think originally. <laughs> Originally, okay. like in the 90s, Originally, they were. But it, I, I understand in this movie, they established they were taking like orphans from everywhere across right. the world. Yep. But originally, wasn't it just like in Russia? <laughs> you, from what I from what I gather. Yeah. 
Okay, because when the widows showed up and they looked like the Burger King Kids Club of Diversity, <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> where, where, Where is this Russia? <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they were all pretty smoking hot, so I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like, it was weird all of a sudden um, to see that. But I guess that's the difference between a movie made in 2008 and a movie made in 2021. So um, it was just a little, a little weird. And I can understand maybe that's the same way people felt with a different taskmaster from the comics or what they were expecting. But I didn't really have any huge complaints with the movie. I just felt like the beginning and the end were a little weird. Yeah, I yeah. think I think I would have liked the taskmaster scene to start off the movie. I think it would have been cool yeah. to get a taste of what her powers were or her abilities were before she went head to head with Black Widow. Cause then, you know, if you get an introduction of how badass she is, when they meet up, then you're gonna be like, oh shit, Black Widow's in trouble. Like you really feel like she right. she could really be in trouble. So yeah, I think they it could have started off with Taskmaster. And, and you could have seen some more mimic powers that way. Yep. Yeah, I think that would have been really cool. Yeah. So probably a miss there. I understand what they were going for with the opening of the movie, but I would have preferred just an action scene to start. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's really all I, I didn't like about it. There's not a lot to dislike here. So, you know, uh, let me ask you guys about the after credit scene. So it appears that, um, Elaine from Seinfeld shows up mm -hmm. and she, if you remember her from Falcon slash winter soldier, um, she had recruited us agent and now she was here. Um, either, it appeared they had already been working together. It seemed like they had already been working together. Yep. Um, and she gives her um, a picture of Hawkeye and, and tells her that's the man that killed her sister. So it looks like she's putting together a team. Yeah. Uh, possibly the Dark Avengers or, or Thunderbolts, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, so she's already got a Captain America and she's got a Black Widow. Um, Aubrey. What do you think about this as kind of the overarching plot going forward? I mean, that would be kind of cool. I wouldn't be opposed to it. All right. Is there any villains or other Marvel characters you'd want to see her recruiting? Um, I don't really know. Marcellus, how about you? Yeah, you know, uh, seeing this in the movie, like seeing her pop up at the end as, uh, you know, someone who's giving out orders, it, it suddenly reminded me of... Nick Fury appearing in Iron Man. Um, so, yeah, it does kind of feel like she's putting together a team, which that aspect I think is pretty cool. I think that's a nice little breadcrumb to, um, you know, lead you into the next adventure, the next uh, spy adventure. So, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I didn't even think about she has like a Captain America and she has a Black Widow. So I, I wasn't even thinking of that. So, yeah, if they can do like a Dark Avengers, yo, that would be dope. <laughs> I'll be down for that. Well, what other characters would you want to see? Uh, well, let's see. Well, obviously she's going to have to get Abomination to be like the Hulk. Yeah, I was just going to say, she needs a, uh, she needs a, uh, a Hulk. Yep. You know? I don't know. Maybe she'll get, uh, Haley Steinfeld as, uh, her Hawkeye. No, Hawkeye, Hawk girl or whatever you want to call it. Um, Kate Bishop Hawkeye is a good guy. So probably Taskmaster. Yeah. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I did notice that when she gave when she showed um, Elena the picture of Hawkeye, he wasn't dressed as Hawkeye. He was just as um, whatever the the bad guy he was in uh, Avengers for that hot minute. Ronan. Ronan. Thank you. So um, so yeah, so yeah, so you know she's going to be going after someone that doesn't really exist anymore. This is my point. Um, yeah, I I don't know, dude. I don't know. I mean, get Loki for Thor. I don't know. 
<laughs> well, um, you know, I, I'm also pretty excited about the idea. I like the idea that there's a power vacuum. There are no Avengers right now. So putting together a quote-unquote dark Avengers or Thunderbolts team um, kind of gives whatever new version of Avengers that appears something to go up against <gasps> and kind of compare themselves to. Yeah, the young Avengers. We've got almost all of them now. Um, spoilers for Loki. I mean, we're in spoilers. Spoilers for Loki. We just got young Loki last week. Yeah. So we're getting close. We've got just about everybody is either announced or cast. I think everybody except Iron Lad is announced or cast at this point. So, yeah, they're 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 like 90 percent of the way there. Of course, we didn't get to see Patriot do anything other than answer the door. But, <laughs> and they, they did bring the kid back from Iron Man three at the end of uh, yep. Endgame. So there, there you go, man. Don't don't fuck up Patriot, man. That's all I'm asking. Please. That was one of my newer favorite characters in the fucking comics. Don't fuck that up. But um yeah, I figure your abomination will be their Hulk. There's got to be a reason why he was in Shang-Chi. Yeah. Um, she'll probably show up in the after credits there and grab him. Yep. Um, maybe Baron Mordo would be uh, somebody that they could grab. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. Because he's coming back. <gasps> yeah. Dude, you're laying, you're laying out the groundwork right there. Um, there is. Is there still an Ultron drone somewhere out there? Um. I, I have not watched Age of Ultron since I saw it. So in the theater, so no, I I'm, can't remember what happened at the end. I know uh, Vision confronted him, but there was only one. There yeah. was only one. Uh, one uh, Ultron left, and he got destroyed. Uh, but there is okay. A, well, maybe there is a white Vision. His, I was gonna say, yeah, maybe either his conscience um, is out there, like as like a Wi-Fi signal type thing. Yep. Um, which sounds stupid, but in the comic books, um, it. <laughs> It got broadcast into space and uh, ended up mixing with the X-Men villains, the Phalanx, which caused a whole mess, um, which was a cool idea. But uh, or White Vision. There you go. White Vision can come back and then he'll slowly turn good over the course of it. So Shit. we could write this stuff. We could write this. Seriously, stuff. you got Agatha all along hanging out there, too. Dude. Oh, there you go. There's your there's your Scarlet Witch. They're, they're, they're doing Dark Avengers. That's it. I mean, they are. But I just don't know what they'll do for Iron Man. Um you could put Justin Hammer in the Iron Patriot armor. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. So so we've now fixed it fixed phase four. <laughs> you guys are all set. Thanks. You're uh, you're, you're welcome, Kevin Feige. Yep. Yeah, you can have those ideas for free. Just give us a blurb <laughs> on the front of a DVD cover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's excitement there for me. I, I'm excited to see what they can do going forward. I have no no issues with it, but We've got to get a score, guys. It's time for a score zero to five. Five being the best, zero being the worst. Aubrey, what do you got? I'm going to give it a um, a three. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot further. Uh, Best Natasha hair in the entire MCU. Mm, I like her red hair. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What style? I don't know. Short like uh, Avengers or pigtails like in this movie. She had pigtails in this movie. Yeah, she had yeah. like braids, yeah. like really thin ones. These aren't pigtails. I don't know. I, I'm bald. I've been bald for. 20 <laughs> I guess years, a so. long, long red hair. Okay. All right, Markellis, uh, your score. Uh, my score is a four out of five. I really liked it. All right, and best Black Widow hair. This isn't even a question. There's only one answer for this. It's uh, <laughs> Captain America's um, Civil War. I mean, a Winter Soldier. Captain America, Winter Soldier, straight red, like super straight red hair. That's it. Yep. 
Okay. All right. So, you know, I know a lot of people said this is middling or it's not that great an MCU movie. You know, I got to be honest with you. My score goes up a little bit because uh, my daughter, we've been watching these movies together since she was, I want to say like nine. Uh, Black Widow was always her favorite character. Uh, for it's kind of like saying Leia was your favorite character in Star Wars. I mean, who else is there for any <laughs> other girls? Um, but yeah, Black Widow was her favorite Avenger, her favorite uh, character the entire time we've been watching these fucking movies for like ten plus years now. Um, she's been dying for this movie. She's been waiting for this movie with bated breath and to see that how awesome it was, how happy she was that it existed, how much she loved it. I mean, that bumps it up a score for me more than it should be. I am going to go with a four out of five. There's just a ton to like here. I just think you need to temper your expectations that this is not – this is more like a phase one movie. Um, yeah. It's a much better phase one movie than Captain Marvel was, but mm-hmm. it's still a phase one style movie. So you're not getting the huge background like follow through or th- flow through or whatever fucking word I'm trying to use. Uh, MCU overarching story going through it, but you're getting an awesome action movie to go along with it. So yeah, four out of five for me. And of course, Marcellus is hundred percent correct. Straight hair in winter soldier is the best black widow look across the entire saga. Fucking 11 out of 10 hotness in that movie. So mwah, perfect. All right. That is our review of black widow. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you thought. So let's wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? It's a great question. (laughs) Me and Noah have been watching a lot of Sailor Moon. Wow. Um, The original one? Yes. You can watch all of it on Hulu. They also have the new Sailor Moon, too. I think it's Sailor Moon Crystal. Um, That's up to you. So that is my recommendation. I am a huge fan of Sailor Moon, and so is my daughter. So, uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. You Though you do, if as you binge it, Aubrey, do you start to wonder why anyone in her town would ever go to a new store or business that opened? <laughs> yes. I seems- also think it's really creepy that she's, like, 14 dating a 16-year-old. She's in middle school, and she's wearing a very short um, outfit. It was the early 90s, all right? <laughs> it's just weird because like every business that opens in their town Markellis is because it, it's not meant to binge it's like <laughs> it, it, it's like a kid's show from like 20 years ago uh, every store that opens is always owned by some monster or demon that wants to suck <laughs> out everyone's love and emotion wow <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like, why would anybody go to the teen center in the fucking Power Rangers town? Like it's always being attacked by monsters. Yep. Yep. <laughs> why would anyone go to, um, I don't even remember her fucking name is, uh, Thea's nightclub on Arrow. <laughs> like, why would anyone go there? It's always under attack by ninjas. All right. Marcellus, what do you got for the listeners this week? Uh, so I want to recommend everyone check out another podcast uh, that me and Joey were on this week. Yes. Uh, we were on Fans on Patrol, and we did a review of a new movie that's uh, on video on demand called Werewolves Within. Uh, it's a kind of a almost like an Edgar Wright type of comedy, kind of slapsticky. Uh, about a small town in Vermont that may or may not be attacked by a werewolf. And uh, it has probably my woman crush of the year, maybe. Uh, the 18th. <laughs> uh, that was me the entire time she's on screen. <laughs> uh, you may know her as the uh, as Lily, the AT&T girl in the AT&T commercials. Um, her name is Milena. Uh, I can't pronounce her last name. But uh, 
she's hilarious. She has such good comic timing. Um, so I really enjoyed that movie, and I really enjoyed talking about it with Montego and Joey. So uh, check out episode 342 of Fans on Patrol and listen to us talk about Werewolves Within. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. We've got movie reviews, comic reviews, so much more on SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or just about anywhere under the sun you get podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash Podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Movie reviews, movie trailer reactions, unboxings, interviews with directors, writers, and actors. There's so much freaking stuff there. Check it out. Of course, we have our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast and more. This month, it's the only place to hear our reviews of movies like The Tomorrow War, Dynasty Warriors on Netflix and uh, Gunpowder Milkshake is the big one we're going to be talking about on there as well. And every month on there, also, me and Adam do a video podcast where we talk about Star Wars topics. I have no fucking idea what we're going to talk about this week, but it's going to happen. Um, so check that out when you monetarily support us on Patreon. All right. Well, I'm going to suggest that you fire up your HBO Max and check out Space Jam 2. Uh, as I don't know what the fuck this subtitle is. This was Space Jam colon A New Legacy, because that, my friends, is what we are going to be talking about next week on the podcast. And of course, make sure you are keeping up to date on Loki, because we've got that full season review coming up in a couple weeks as well. So that is going to do it for episode number 362 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I am obviously injured. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert and the expert poser, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Yes. Uh, please feel better, Alexi the pig. I'm sorry you were tortured so badly. <laughs> Everybody have a good week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week for Space Jam. Elena, give me a call. Good journey.